this is your host CJ welcome to the hustle bustle show here we talk to entrepreneurs and leaders about their hardships in building their businesses today on our show we have prithvi chandrashekharan co-founder of be the miracle who's trying to change the education industry along with his partner and co-founder sandra agustin hi prithvi welcome to the show hi charanjeevi thank you so much thank you for having me in the show yeah you're welcome uh prithvi it is uh, very nice to know about your company um about what you're doing um you're basically from tamil nadu right right and uh, how was how was it growing up in tamil nadu and then coming to bangalore uh well yeah uh, my childhood yes it was in tamil nadu i think uh, i have been jumping between tamil nadu and bangalore quite a bit um but mm-hmm. my childhood was fun uh, i i am a very much uh, outdoor person so i used to enjoy outdoor activities so i had a lot of fun growing up with friends going mm-hmm. out playing all day along mm-hmm. so um yeah that's pretty much how the childhood was uh, but then mm-hmm. as i started growing and as i finished my high school i started realizing that i'm being too confined within a small community and mm-hmm. uh, i felt i needed a lot more exposure so that's what pushed me to take the decision to come and uh, take up college in bangalore so that's how i came back to bangalore i did do couple of years of schooling in bangalore as well um, about two years during my uh, middle school uh, but yeah uh, for college i moved back to bangalore uh, and that's where it started mm. nice uh, at what age did you find yourself so confined to the society you were living what made you think that way Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh uh Prithvi that was nice. Uh when did you realize that you were confined to a space and you wanted more and you thought of coming to Bangalore and why did you choose to come to Bangalore? uh i think it was after my 12th standard exams uh so i finished my 12th grade board exams uh and then i was exploring uh, career options so i to be honest i was totally confused i had no idea what i uh, should be picking whether it's engineering art uh definitely not doctor but uh i was quite confused with what stream i'm supposed to pick so i was uh, speaking to multiple people like my uncles my friends uh, or people uh, who are good in their own industries um so i was consulting multiple people and then i finally narrowed it down to saying that you know i love machines uh, i love working with them so let me pick me- mechanical engineering so i i actually went ahead and uh, registered for a college in tamil nadu but uh, almost like towards uh, about one month before the college was going to open uh, dad came up to me and he was like are you sure you want to go here or do you want to try uh, bangalore so i was like but that's too late is what i felt but uh, luckily i got a college um, yeah. and uh, that's how i came here and why i chose bangalore is because bangalore is something that i always felt good about i guess so i mean my entire childhood was in bangalore like every summer holidays i will usually be in bangalore because my entire dad's family was from bangalore so i spent a lot of my summer holidays in bangalore so bangalore is always a city that was close to me um so i think that naturally made me uh, come to the decision that if i'm moving out of tamil nadu let, then let's let me go ahead and try bangalore and of course uh, it doesn't have i don't have to stress much upon the uh, kind of exposure or the kind of uh, 
opportunities that are available in Bangalore. So I think that was the primary reason why I picked Bangalore. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when you were speaking about uh, choosing what to do after 12th, the most of the teenagers nowadays and from before have struggled with that decision. I think uh, we're all in the same page because we will not know what to do next and we'll always want some more help in that aspect. Oh. Yeah. Uh, how how did you <clears throat> come up with this idea, Prithvi? When you came back to Bangalore, you came back to Bangalore, you did your engineering. Um, what happened then? Uh, in engineering only, you came up with the idea or how did all these ideas come up about Be The Miracle? Uh, well, about Be The Miracle, I think, I mean, Be The Miracle is primarily into education. So we train mm -hmm. students, right? Uh, did I have plans of getting into this industry? Absolutely no. Um, I never imagined myself to be someone who's educating people uh, because I never <laughs> liked sitting in classrooms. Uh, I was very much an outside person. So even during schooling times, I spent almost, I would say 80% of the uh, of the time in school will be in the playground or due for some cultural events or preparing for the events and stuff like that. So I've spent very little time inside the classroom and uh, I, yes, I had my favorite teachers, but I never thought of education or educating people as something that I would pursue in the future or any time at all. Um, but it was not in engineering. So it was due to engineering. Uh, I think I was driven towards this idea, I would say, because uh, I quit engineering in the second year. So towards the end of second year, I started realizing that uh, I'm not enjoying myself. Yes, I love machines, but I started realizing that I'm, I mean, what I'm seeking for as knowledge is not exactly what I'm getting from colleges. This is something that I always had as a feeling right from my end of first year. I was like, what am I sitting in classes and doing? And, and I think we'll get two hours a week for uh, late sessions or all the workshops. So I was like, it didn't make very much sense to me. I was like, I can learn all of this much faster in a easy environment and I don't have to spend so much. It. So I chose to quit. Uh, my parents were luckily very supportive. Uh, they understood what I said. Uh, but my idea was to quit engineering and take up a, a BBA or BBM course. Uh, that was the initial plan. But uh, then, you know, things moved along and I took up an internship in an organization. And then from there, once I came out, I started realizing, I mean, I got the exposure of working with kids in that organization, actually. So that's where I started realizing that I'm enjoying the process of working with kids. Until then, I never had the opportunity before. So once I started realizing that I'm enjoying it, uh, when I came out and I was thinking, you know, uh, what do you think should be the next step? Um, it kind of struck me that maybe I need to do something about education because the reason I quit engineering is because I didn't get what I want. So I was like, is there really, you know, other kids out there who are looking for something that they want, but they're not getting it due to the traditional education system so i think that was a driving force for me to decide that yes let me pursue something uh, as a business to deliver some services that's going to help the kids in that sector yeah mm -hmm. uh, this story is interesting Prithvi, because you know you you had a very good childhood in uh, tamil nadu with your parents mm -hmm. and after 12th standard you choose to come to bangalore and you join engineering college and after joining or studying for two years, you realize a lot of things. Uh, at that point in time, I am sure you will have a lot of confusions in your mind and uh, am I doing the right thing or you know, who did you seek to or who did you go to for suggestions or uh, uh, help at that point in time? Um, 
well was i confused about uh, engineering no i was quite clear by end of two years i think i was pretty clear that engineering is not for me so I, that was pretty straightforward i was crystal clear that you know this is not for me um was i confused about the future that i'm heading to yes definitely i had no idea as to what my next step or what am i really going to pursue what's my immediate next goal am i supposed to take up education or am i supposed to focus on my career so there was a lot of things around that that was revolving in my head at that moment um so when i spoke to my parents yes that was the biggest concern for them they're like okay fine you're quitting engineering then what's your immediate next step um but i had to be honest with them i told them honestly i have no idea uh, give me like 3 months to 6 months time anyways the semester is going to take another 3 to 6 months to end um by the time i can decide whether i want to take up the next course or what which direction i'm heading towards so yes i was confused uh, but i didn't really seek much counsel from people uh, it was a very solo decision um, but um, i had to discuss with parents and see whether they were willing to uh, let me take my career in my own way uh, but they were they were so there was not much of support that i took but it was a individual decision i would say yeah mm-hmm. okay so uh, when did you meet your co-founder and how did all this happen be the miracle coming up with the logo and starting off how did all this happen with you okay uh, so sandra who is my co-founder right uh, mm-hmm. we met in the organization where i was interning so she was mm-hmm. a full timer there um, she was working full time and she was the lead trainer i joined in as a intern um, so that's where we met that's where we just got to know formally each other um down the line yes we became good friends we used to hang out here and there um uh, when we get time but nothing much uh, professionally uh but then later uh, it almost came to a point where we both quit the organization in a very similar timing so when we both quit and then we just generally we caught up in a cafe after uh, i think after a week or something um because i was in the, also in the process of, okay now i'm moving out of here what's my next step i had no idea mm. um so we just casually uh, wanted to meet for a coffee or something so while discussing we started realizing that we have a very similar view towards education and uh, that we both were interested in doing something about education uh, because she had her own reasons as to why she wanted to make a difference in the education space um, so that's when we got to know that we have something very similar um, as a vision so it's sparked from there uh, it was a couple of weeks of conversation but that that was a starting point that's where we started the whole journey mm-hmm. so you met in a cafe and you came up with the idea and you started off with the company right um once you started off and once you had everything set and once you went to the school saying okay this is what we offer or this is the this is what we can do for your kids how was the response from the school and from all the parents around <laughs> uh i think the uh from parents i think the the reason why we decided to go to schools is for par- is because of parents uh because we were individually working with kids um before we launched be the miracle mm-hmm. as what it is today uh we used to individually counsel and help kids with their learning skills and things like that on a counseling session basis so we used to meet the parents and the kids separately and uh, you know take them through a coaching process and help them with improving their habits and their hygiene and their learning process and learning styles and skills that they need to pick up um, so we were doing it like that and then our customers there they were like you're doing a great job and it's truly making a difference why can't you guys just go to the schools where you can train a lot more students uh, 
rather than just going to individual houses and individually training people um why can't you do something like that so that's when we were like okay that's quite an interesting thought we never had a um, thought around training schools uh, on a mass level um so that's how it started so the parents were the ones who gave us a push to say that you know let's relook into our business model um and look at scaling uh but as you know i mean schools were not very welcome uh we worked our ass off with developing a module and coming up with a basic plan as to how we can pitch it to the schools or what's the service going to be and how much are we going to charge so we put quite a bit of time uh to work out the entire thing uh and then once we were ready we started approaching multiple schools through friends contacts and referrals and stuff like that um it wasn't a very uh, uh, uh inviting journey uh, they were not very appreciative of the fact that there is going to be an external trainer coming over and doing the work that their teachers are supposed to be doing someone they are paying salary for so not many schools are quite open for it um but that's when uh, the the first school we tied up with was uh, quite a surprise actually it was not a planned meeting at all um it was my cousin uh, brother who was studying in a very small town called tirchangodu in tamil nadu he was like anna uh, you're doing all this why don't you come and speak to my school because i i hate what they're doing in the school uh, it's quite boring why don't you come and speak to my uh, principal and see if you can help i mean do your training in my school so that uh, it will be happy i mean it will be fun for us uh, as well so i was quite skeptical because it was a very small school in a very small town it's not even a city um, probably no one would even know that town uh, the name of the town um, but we were quite skeptical we went ahead uh, we met the principal um she was quite open um the principal was very open for the idea and she was like i am not fully understanding what you're saying but i think maybe give us a demo class or something like that if that's possible until then we have never given demo session um but that was the first demo session uh, we went ahead uh, gave a small one and a half hours to two hours workshop for class 7 8 and 9 um and it was it was a huge success the, the feedback from the students and there were a couple of teachers who also came along and they were sitting in the class and see observing what we're doing so the feedback was beautiful um it, it i mean uh, we were very happy uh, listening to that because that's the first time we're getting a feedback from the audience uh, as to what our product is like and how good the product is and is it really helping them or not um so the feedback was great so they took us in uh so that's how we got our first project it was very unexpected uh, in a very unexpected place at a very unexpected time uh but uh, to be honest that's one of the best projects we have done so far like we totally enjoyed ourselves we were experimenting a lot of things so we took a, a, like currently what we are doing is a fixed structure back then there was no structure so we were, there were basic uh, standards that we had but uh, there was no fixed structure to this is how we are going to lead and this is the topic and stuff so we were, we got the chance to experiment a lot with the students and they were very appreciative of that and the entire batch was very supportive and we built a very strong personal connection with every single kid who was there in the classroom so i think we trained around 180 rough students so that's how we launched that that was the first project that yes, so the idea which started in the cafe went on to become a reality and you went to your cousin's school and you were approached and everything was going on good at this point in time except the fact that a few schools were not ready to take you but uh, at this point in time there were all, also good things happening like the startup india was recognizing you as a company as a startup and you also got incubated to imb 
So how was the journey there? Take us through all 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 of that. Uh, I think I I should appreciate my co-founder on that because um, I I was quite skeptical if we are going to be recognized as a startup because we are too early and we hardly had systems and processes in place. But she was very adamant. She was like, "It's okay. Let's go ahead and give it a shot." Um, what I mean, how is it even going to impact us? Let's just go ahead and give the application and see what's happening. So that's how she started. So first, uh, we got recognized by Startup India. Um, then we got uh, no, I think before we got recognized by Startup India, we got into IIMB. So the first step was IIMB. So IIMB, um, we actually approached them for mentoring. Um, uh, we we got to know that there were mentors who we can approach and uh, they they gave it for free um, so we were like why not let's just speak to them and see if there is something that we can tweak in our business model so we got in like that and we uh, the mentor who mentored us for the first session was the one who was quite impressed with our idea and he was like why don't you apply for uh, pre incubation in iimb so uh, that's how we got into iimb and then followed uh, startup india and then uh, there are other couple of uh, certifications we applied for mm-hmm. so imb bangalore do support all these kind of things so yeah we'll put a link down below uh, oh. for for all the entrepreneurs who want to go through this and if you have a good idea you can always go through that or you can also talk to prithvi uh, for more information yeah um Yeah. Absolutely. Yes, IIM does a mm. beautiful job. Um so yes, anytime anyone wants to validate your idea, you can definitely mm-hmm. approach them. And um if you if you think of your business and your idea, um I can say you guys are creating your own industry. Like there are schools and there are tuitions and there is nothing like you you guys are doing. So did did you all find it hard to create this industry and bring it up? and educate people how is the journey in that aspect um yeah to be honest yes it was quite difficult uh, because initially when we used to pitch to school um this is always a very difficult uh, thing to communicate even to a mentor or a investor uh, making them understand what exactly is our category and where do we come in was quite a challenge because uh, there was nothing established at that point in india when it comes to this kind of external training programs in schools um so it was something very new as a concept um and schools were definitely not for it at that mo- point of time because they they felt a uh, third party intervening with their students is unnecessary and uh, could create other issues so we had to battle i mean we had to fight through a couple of battles with that uh, to figure out how to make them say yes um but yeah initially it was quite difficult uh, to make people understand the industry uh, but now i think there are multiple players who are coming into the market um there are a lot of people who are looking into this as a business model as something that's viable enough for the schools and the schools are also starting to be a lot more open uh, to say that you know what um, these are specific areas that we need expertise from outside so we would like people to come in and pitch so schools are starting to be a lot more open for such ideas nowadays yeah and if you are a parent who's listening to the show and if you're going to new schools to enroll your kids i think these these are few things to watch out to right if you are a parent yeah what's your view on it prithvi if you are a parent what would you look at when you when you're enrolling your kid to the school okay uh, <laughs> that's a quite that's that's the interesting question 
Um, my answer would be, uh, I have no idea. To be honest, I'm not sure if I want my kid to be in a traditional uh, schooling system. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not discounting the schools out there. There are some beautiful organizations doing wonderful work. Um, I personally know a friend uh, who owns a, a homeschooling system called Arohi uh, from Hosur. Um, there are brilliant people doing a lot of wonderful stuff in the space. Uh, but I think I'm still not prepared to think about uh, what could I do with my kids' education yet. So now you've come up with an idea, you went to schools, you're approaching schools and all this is happening. A few schools are taking you, a few schools are rejecting you. At this point in time, what were your parents and friends thinking about what you guys were doing and were they supportive or how was it? Um, parents, yes. I, I think uh, my parents loved the idea and to be honest, anyone whom we spoke to about this could relate to what we were trying to do uh, because all of us had this deep craving from within that education system did not serve its purpose. Mm, so anyone whom we spoke to was very fond of the idea. They were like, wow, that's really good. You guys are at least trying to do something about uh, this issue that has always existed in throughout our generation. So everyone was quite fond of the idea. Uh, and our parents, yes, I mean, we both, me and Sandra were blessed with parents who were very open to us trying new things. And uh, like, they were not thinking of us from a very traditional perspective, like just take a job and get some salary and stuff like that. So yes, it was quite a battle, a uh, personal battle uh, to go through what we had to go through. Yes, there were tough days, but uh, the family was quite supportive and uh, our friends were very happy with the fact that we were trying to do something in the education space. So yes, we did have a lot of external support and encouragement. Yeah. So if you are a parent listening to this show and if your kids are really wanting to do something different, I think you'll have to give them a chance you know, to follow their dreams. Oh, uh, when when yes, did you guys me. when did you guys get that first big break in the in the schools or in in whatever you were doing? Um, I think the first big break uh, for me personally was uh, when we approached my own school, uh, the school where I studied my middle school to higher secondary school. Um, so that was a big break for us. I think that's where we, uh, I think we had already completed like two projects before that. So we had a rough idea as to what's our structure going to be. So we were almost boiling it down to this is what is our product and this is the kind of service we're going to provide and this is what we're going to charge. So we almost had a business model in place by then. Um, so that's when we approached, uh, my school, uh, SPK school in, um, Erod. Um, so. That was a big uh, break. Uh, from there, I think we started growing into mm -hmm. multiple schools. So once you start growing, you'll have to have a team, right? So how big was your team? How did you get all these teammates? Okay. Uh, uh, initially, it was just two of us. Uh, me and Sandra running around every single place. Um, we pretty much used to do the marketing, website development, product development, delivery, uh, negotiations, uh, the business meetings. So we were, we, it was just both of us doing pretty much everything. Um, but uh, somewhere down the line, we started realizing that, uh, you know, building a team is very crucial, uh, which we never focused upon. Um, and, uh, and 
a lot of entrepreneurs has this perspective that you know building a team is expensive um i i have a different perspective i mean we learned a different perspective along the way uh that building a team is not necessarily expensive uh, if you know what you're doing with it um so there are creative ways for you to recruit people and there are creative ways for you to get young people to be involved in the kind of projects that you're starting up so we started exploring the internship uh side of the entire industry so instead of going ahead and saying you know what we'll recruit a person and pay him 30k 40k per month what we uh, tried was we wanted young people to be on board and not experienced old people because we were still young fresh and we wanted a lot more new ideas to be experimented before we settled down on this is what we are going to narrow it down so because of that reason we started recruiting a lot of interns initially um college students who had a little spare time during the weekend or during weekdays in the evening uh where they can help us with marketing or uh, digital uh media or social media presence or uh sales calls so so we initially started exploring that um and something that uh every entrepreneur need to realize is that uh it's not expensive because technically you cannot run the entire business all by yourself uh you can't do uh every single role uh that exists inside a business that's impossible that's when you become a firefighter uh you are a single person fighting everything uh that everyday challenges in your business so we soon realized that you know that's what was happening because if you're focusing on sales there is no one doing the marketing if you're doing the marketing then there is no one executing if you are executing there is no time for sales marketing or pretty much anything at all um so building a team is very crucial um we started off by recruiting a couple of interns two three interns from different cities one from uh, chennai one from kerala one from bangalore um and then uh, uh, and then we started recruiting uh, the first team member was one of our friend mutual friend sohas who was also from the same organization we both worked in um and then we got uh, kiran into the organization so we grew to a six member team um and yeah as they say if you are able to delegate 80% of your work or um put it in other words if if there's a work and if the other person is able to do it 80% of what you are able to do it then you'll have to delegate it because you'll not be able to do everything in an organization so they say that and i think you guys also followed the same yeah we were trying our best to do that but uh, well said uh, that's something mm-hmm. that is an industry standard i think that that kind of defines why it is important to uh, invest in your team and uh, it's not just investment mm-hmm. is not just in terms of money it's not about paying a salary and getting them on board it's about nurturing them it's about growing them it's about uh, you know casting that vision into them so the kind the core team members that you pick are the most crucial uh, steps for your business because these guys are the ones who are going to define what's the future for your business or which direction is your business going to take or how productive or how effective is your services going to be so yes so at this point in time in your business you guys have figured out everything you have a team uh, so you you're going all 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 the way from uh, bangalore to tamil nadu you you were operating in two states as i know so while you were doing all of this is was there any memory from any particular kid or any situation any funny incident because kids are kids you know true yeah um one kid whom i can never forget was uh, jerome so this uh, kid was i think he was in 6th grade no 7th grade 
um he was part of our first ever project uh, in holy angel school in a small town called tirchangur um so i mean from the first he was never a kid uh, who was you know very active in class or he was excited but not very outspoken uh, to himself just finding his own business um but sooner or later when we were discussing with the teachers uh, on asking them what is their feedback on individual kids or wh- where do they think the performance of each kid is and what do they see as skills in each kid um, pretty much every other teacher had a complaint towards jerome saying that he is not good in studies he is not good in studies he doesn't do anything properly he is too notorious and stuff like that um so we started focusing a little on um, him and uh, actually speaking we didn't do much towards helping him in the process he was just part of the class and he just focused on you know completing every task that we are producing but um i think 3 months down the line when we were completing the uh workshop uh, he initially when before we came in uh, he was pretty much failing in every other subject other than english i guess um but at the end of uh, end of 3 months uh, he passed every single exam um he was actually performing well the teachers had a very good opinion about him so i mean the teachers are very happy for him uh so we called him over to the stage and we were like jerome tell me what uh, we gave him an award and he was quite surprised that he even got the award uh so we called him on the stage and we were like what what uh, what changed or how how did this workshop help you so when we asked this question he, his answer was the most beautiful thing i've heard he was like I, i didn't do anything different sir you just told me to do something and i followed sir that's all i didn't do anything else. so he was too innocent to even understand there was a growth that happened in him um but uh, the workshop helped him uh, you know to improve upon himself um whether it be there in his uh, his education or his marks uh, his interaction with teachers and other kids so that was one of the beautiful stories that i always uh, treasure mm-hmm. so as an entrepreneur you live and die for all these kind of uh, feedbacks or reviews from your customers right so it feels so good to listen to uh your customers feedback like this and and it validates your work and it give, gives you a lot of energy to do what you're doing right true yeah 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 thinking back about your engineering days and the path you've taken to become an entrepreneur uh, were there any regrets that you left engineering and you started off with your uh, first project or intern was it all what do you think about all of that uh regret zero i'm actually very happy that i took this path um because see, uh one thing for sure see i could have stuck to engineering for just another two more days anyways i'm halfway down uh and got just a certificate but what's the point um i would have firstly not enjoyed the next two years of my life and three what am i doing right now that's got anything to do with engineering so that certificate means nothing to be honest um and i would have spent at least another 3 lakhs extra for no reason <laughs> for something that i'm not even passionate so i was very much happy that i could invest the 3 lakhs from my parents into my business rather than investing into my education and uh, when i say i quit uh, i also want to rephrase the fact that uh, there's a difference between education and learning um i i was not for education but i'm pro for learning um so just because i quit engineering did my learning stop no absolutely not to be honest it amplified it became a lot more because i had to upskill myself towards uh, adapting i mean to adapt myself to whatever the business required 
so I, every single day i was constantly engaged in online courses and like coursera udemy these platforms are really useful when it comes to picking up certain skills that are very crucial for your work environment so learning is pro um, i'm pro for learning um, but education yes i'm not that much for it uh, do i regret it no absolutely not to be honest i'm very much happy i took the uh, path uh, so i'm uh, there is no regrets around this at all i think you you made a point here that uh, if you are educating yourself going to an engineering college or doing whatever and if you're not learning then what's the point in you doing it that's that's very powerful yeah most of the entrepreneurs uh, read books and and there is a book which changed my life the way i approach my life the way i was thinking that is rich dad and poor dad is there any particular book which changed your life or which boosted you to do something or which inspired you and if you want to suggest few books to our listeners also be helpful so um i think uh, just what you mentioned rich dad poor dad it's one of the best books that i've read out there so mm-hmm. when it comes to business investing um, or just personal growth uh, rich dad is a beautiful book i would recommend anyone to read uh, by robert kiyosaki so that's a beautiful book um, i think there are multiple books that have that has had a very profound impact in my life um one of the first ever books that i read and that i that made a huge difference in my life was the secret uh, this was during my 12th standard so after my 12th grade during the summer holidays when i was very confused i read that book i actually stumbled upon that book that has been sitting in my shelf for like i think almost 2 years before that but i never got the chance to read it but uh, that book had a very profound impact and i would say the direction my life took after that itself um but in recent times um, i read this book called a very very old uh, very classic book called uh, think and grow rich uh, by napoleon hill this is one of the books that i would recommend to anyone uh, this is uh, this book is though the title says get rich it's not really only about money this book has a lot to do with uh, you know improving yourself personally from within and the way you look at yourself or the way you envision the future that you have for yourself so that's a beautiful book that i would recommend for people mm-hmm. yeah those those books are uh, i've not read the, the secret maybe i'll give it a look or try um yeah uh, the other book what was it um think and grow rich yeah. by napoleon hill yeah that's yeah. a very good read i also recommend all the listeners to read that mm. being an entrepreneur is like very stressful and you know sometimes is out of your head right how do you um, spend time with your family what what do you do in your free time um i actually love photography uh, that's something that i enjoy doing um so i mean if if i'm bored and doing nothing on a weekend uh, probably i'll just go out for a trek or carry my camera along and just shoot the nature that's something that i love doing apart from that recently i've started realizing that uh, bachelor life demands you to cook uh, so i i it, it was something very new but i'm quite surprised that i'm able to pull it off so cooking is something that i've been recently enjoying a lot and uh, of course reading book is something that i make sure that i do so photography cooking and Uh, reading books i think these are the three things that i find myself occupied with mm-hmm. so um it was nice having you prithvi it was a great conversation we learned a lot of things 
and how you guys hustled and and you came up with the idea and how you made it big and how you reached out to all these schools very inspiring to know your story uh where can our listeners find you prithvi uh you guys can find more about us on our website be the miracle.in or you can follow us on instagram and on youtube as well all the links will be given in the description of this podcast do follow prithvi chandrasekharan and be the miracle for their outstanding work they've done thank you prithvi thank you so much thank you for having me on the show welcome um i would like to thank my team who's put a lot of effort uh, in doing this podcast i would like to uh, thank pv for all the post production work he does i'd like to thank aj for all the questionnaires and research he's done i'd like to thank divya rani for all her blog posts and social media account and all, all that effort from her and I'm, i'm really grateful in having this team alongside with me